Happy Monday and welcome to Open Source News Live. I am your host. My name is James, the Black Conservative Patriot. But don't be fooled by the name. Doesn't matter the color of your skin. Doesn't matter which of the two genders you are. If you bleed red, white, and blue, if you love America, if you love the Constitution, if you value freedom and liberty, which is God-given and protected by the U.S. Constitution, then you've come to the right place. Hope you had a great weekend and a Thanksgiving with your friends, family, and loved ones. And let me be one of the first ones to enthusiastically wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Okay, folks, let's get into this. We have a bit of a uprising happen happening, quite a, a couple of them. Not getting much news about the one in Iran. Uh, one that's really taken off over the weekend is in China. Now, if you are not aware, what's going on in China is people are revolting on the virus lockdowns. And there are anti-communist protests nationwide in the uh, in China. It's an it's amazing thing to watch. But yeah, protesters going out throughout the nation, even Beijing, pushing back against the communist regime. Now, this is latest things has to do with these uh, Orwellian lockdowns that's going on in China. Remember, they have a zero virus policy. A thousand people, one person uh, tests for the virus, they're going to quarantine them. Folks, they have concentration camps, these quarantine camps that are like cities with containers to just quarantine people. And the protesters are out there getting uh, beaten, harassed by the police. Interestingly enough, of course, the mainstream media isn't covering it. They're covering, oh, Trump and Trump and what he did do and what he didn't do and who he's meeting with and what he's doing and uh, all of the fake news about the investigations and a fake special counsel. We'll get into that in a little bit later in this uh, in this live. But this is the a big story that they're always talking about our democracy and our democracy. But when people are actually fighting for democracy, you're not seeing much of it. They didn't even cover much of what was going on in Hong Kong a few years ago. This is, of course, a bigger story. And one of the reasons why the protest started off and then grew even quickly is because of an apartment building that was on fire killing people. Well, why didn't the people escape? They were shut in. They were bolted in. They were literally trapped in this building to control people because of uh, us, one or two people. I don't know the exact number. Uh, someone in the building was sick with the virus and they locked everybody in. There was a fire and people died. So this uh, happened in, I'm going to mispronounce this, I'm sure, Urumqi. This is in uh, East Turkestan where China, of course, is currently committing ge uh, genocide against the indigenous Uyghur Muslims. But of course, the left is not talking about that. They, uh, they pretend that they care about, uh, about genocide, but when it's actually happening, if the Chinese are doing it, mom's the word. But I mean, you can watch video after video. I mean, these are people throwing barriers and things at the, at the, uh, at the virus police that are all dressed in like uh, has white hazmat uh, PPE. It's an amazing thing uh, to watch, and it's happening nationwide. Um, I would love to show these uh, clips. Perhaps we'll do it on our other show, you can, which you can catch over at therealbcp.com. By the way, I put a, uh, a video, a very must-see documentary. You, you can catch. Just go over and join our community for free over at therealbcp.com. Then you can go over there and uh, and watch. I did make the documentary. It's a documentary about what is happening uh, with all of these very, very interesting, 
untimely, sudden demises of people in the United States, uh, in the military, and all kinds of strange things happening health-wise in the last 18 months. I really wish I could get, I don't know what it was or what's changed in the last 18 months that would, uh, that would, uh, that would cause this. This documentary, I don't know, perhaps gives you an idea of what might be happening. Just head over there to, so you can see what I'm talking about. Now, I'm not familiar with uh, Mike Gallagher, very familiar with, with him. He is a congressman out of Wisconsin, a Republican, but I absolutely love what he said about what's going on in China. And the reason why I love it is because if you listen very closely and you substitute China for the deep state and the Biden regime, this becomes an even better soundbite. This is him uh, yesterday on Sunday morning, uh, Sunday morning Futures. And uh, this is what he told uh, Sean Duffy, who was filling in for Maria, uh, Maria Bartiromo. Is China starting to crack? Well, I don't think the control of the Chinese Communist Party is starting to crack. She purged any dissenters at the 20th Party Congress, but they will continue to crack down on their citizens, and who knows where that leads. I mean, think where we are. Three years after a virus that likely leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China, they're still welding Chinese people into their apartments. We've had apartment buildings burned down with people locked inside. We have toddlers being taken from their parents and put into quarantine camps. They're using the pretense of public health in order to institute a system of total techno-totalitarian control, and that's... They're using a pandemic, a sickness to have total totalitarian control. <laughs> That's not just China that Gallagher is talking about. Hmm, could that be happening here? I don't know. Once again, check out therealbcp.com. Join the community for free. Watch the aforementioned documentary. Once again, I didn't make that documentary. Just go over there. I can't say much more. But lockdowns, children suffering here, children behind. Of course, these are the poor and the middle class and the working class children who are behind. The wealthy people or those who they make a sacrifice, their children just had private tutors and went to private schools or charter schools. Or in the case of we saw many politicians, those schools did not shut down while your uh, kids and my kids were told uh, there's no more class. Uh, you have to go online where the teachers weren't even prepared to teach online. Luckily uh, for us, we have homeschooled uh, all four of our kids. But not everyone is able to do that or committed to, to do that. So there's more effects than just, oh, injections and illnesses and heart problems and anxiety uh, and loneliness and inability to uh, interact with peers the effects of the lockdowns and the bad policies of control from both the Republicans and the Democrats is going to be felt for years to come. It's not just for domestic use. That's a model of repression they want to export around the world. And ultimately, uh, by the way, I'm reading uh, here separately that a lot of these images of the people fighting back and revolting in China is being suppressed on Twitter. Now, we cover Twitter a lot because we love free speech and Elon Musk is trying to revert Twitter back to a free speech platform. And the stories are getting suppressed on Twitter, but check how, how it's doing this. 
According to an article, a tech article I'm reading here, they are, the Chinese government is flooding Twitter with bots and with uh, like sexy content to, to artificially trend those stories as they are uh, trying to downplay or make sure that the Chinese revolt is not uh, trending. At the same time, they're doing what they do on their end to scrub those videos and those accounts uh, from, uh, from even accessing or uploading to Twitter. The Chinese are very sophisticated in their uh, tech uh, war against freedom and liberty worldwide. What the Chinese Communist Party fears more than anything else is its own citizens. It Ask yourself, does the deep state here fear their own citizens? That's a question that's worth asking and an answer I can't give you on this platform. Now, you heard uh, Gallagher, uh, uh, their representative Gallagher, uh, talk about, uh, you know, the, uh, that this could have come from uh, the Wuhan lab. What's very, very interesting is that uh, yesterday there was actually uh, quite an interesting few things going on on the Sunday shows, which is what I'm covering here for you. Uh, Fauci was on uh, with Chuck Todd uh, over at Meet the Press. Uh, I'm going to have a couple things from Chuck Todd's Meet the Press yesterday. Uh, there was some um, noteworthy and newsworthy things on there. Uh, but the uh, th this is how they, uh, they introduced Fauci uh, yesterday on here. Let me play this for you. Anthony Fauci is stepping... After 54 years, Dr. Anthony Fauci is stepping down from the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases next month. Throughout the years, he's guided the country's response to the AIDS crisis, Ebola, and of course, where he became a fixture in American households. And even on this show, he appeared nearly 20 times during the pandemic. I used to joke he was our co-host. I used to joke that he was a co-host because he was on MSNBC so much. Yeah, he was a propagandist because uh, NBC is a propaganda arm for the Democrat Party and the Marxists. His work to encourage vaccinations likely saved countless lives. But he was also villainized by many on the right that opposed the shutdowns and mandates meant to curb the virus's spread and used Dr. Fauci as the symbol of their attacks. Yeah, we use Fauci as a symbol of discord, not because of his actions, just because we are a bunch of stupid people that don't like to have our freedoms and our civil liberties tramped upon uh, over false pretenses. So we just singled out Fauci as just, you know, he's totally innocent, totally innocent of anything, but we just uh, we just used him as a symbol uh, for our uh, disagreement and our disagreeable selves. After all, we are se supposedly semi-fascists and deplorables. Okay, I wanna jump to where Anthony Fauci said this when talking about the uh, the lab theory. All of a sudden, he's not distancing himself from it, but he's debunking it. Or uh, let me just play this for you, and I'll let you decide what he's trying to do here. Uh, I think, well, let me tell you right now my bias up front, and you can tell me if I'm wrong after hearing the clip. The truth is eventually going to come out, even though we know it's true, but there's it's going to be irrefutable at some point. And Fauci's just trying to play devil's advocate so that when the truth does comes out, come out, to the masses that he can say, well, you know, I said this. So earlier 
That has not been at all transparent enough for us to feel comfortable Where are about you it. on this now? I mean, everybody's yeah. always curious. Where yeah. is Fauci yeah. on the lab leak theory? I, I have a completely open mind. Where is Fauci on the lab leak theory? I have a completely open mind. Really? I don't think so. Listen to what he says next. About that, despite people saying that I don't. I have a totally open mind about that. But if you look at the preponderance of evidence that has been accumulated by international group of highly respected evolutionary virologists. Once again, the false idea that we're supposed to trust experts, experts who have flip-flopped millions of times over the last three years, uh, experts who have approved uh, cures that don't work, experts who have uh, poo-pooed and maligned and destroyed people who have come with alternate uh, prophylactics uh, I got to be careful on this platform, okay? We're supposed to trust these experts who have, because they have to follow the science, and the science is always changing, have flip-flop, change their story, have uh, said uh, different things. And at the same time, other experts have said, hey, these prophylactics are good cures or um, ways to stave off the virus or other sicknesses and they've been uh maligned by these same people and then later they came out and said okay well maybe we we didn't really say that you shouldn't take that we just suggested that you shouldn't so these same experts who have been unsure and have been changing their story are the people that were supposed to believe that there's a preponderance of evidence that it's not a lab leak but it's something that we saw in a hollywood film a few years ago they feel, and they've written peer-reviewed papers on that, mm -hmm. that the evidence strongly points to this being a natural occurrence of a jumping of a virus from a bat to an animal species to human. Contagion. Watch the movie Contagion. When the, um, back in February, March of 2020, um, when things were uh, shut down, I remember I was at uh, home by myself, I just finished making uh, an episode and uh, my wife was out running our family business. We have a family business that's nothing to do with YouTube or me being a pundit. So she was out doing that and uh, the kids were in their play practices. It was before the shutdown. I said, hmm, things are looking pretty much like this movie Contagion. And I watched it again and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, spoiler, uh, a bat uh, droppings go into a pig sty the pig eats the bird the, the 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 pork droppings and then um i can't remember who it is i think it's gwyneth paltrow's character is cooking or something or she shakes the hand of a cook who talked touched this pork and now the whole world is topsy-turvy that was a f supposedly fictional movie that they were pushing and it looks like dr fauci late uh years later is still saying that this is the prevalent uh th working theory of experts hasn't been definitively proven, but the evidence on that is pretty strong. Having said that, we still all have to keep an open mind as to what the origin is. And then he closes his eyes after that. Total tells uh, that he is lying and he knows that he's lying. Once again, folks, um, go over to therealbcp.com, join my community for free, and then watch the documentary that I put up on there yesterday. All I'm saying is check it out and make up your own mind of what's going on health-wise in the United States today. All right, let's talk about the health of the nation. By the way, please like, share, and subscribe.
And please make sure you also check out our other channel, the BCP Report. We are going to very shortly start regular programming uh, over there as well. Also, I uh, have something kind of exciting, which I'll probably announce in the next day or two, uh, as far as we're going to, uh, well, I'll, I'll mention, make sure that you're here later today or tomorrow when I mention uh, what we're going to do to expand the reach of this particular program. Okay, uh, Gavin Newsom is promising and letting everyone know that he is not going to be challenging Joe Biden in 2024. Let me read you this, uh, what Politico is reporting, but then let me give you what's, an analysis of what's really going on. Uh, California Democrat Governor Gassim Newsom reaffirmed his promise uh, that he will not try to challenge President Joe Biden in the 2024 presidential election, despite building a massive digital operation before the 2022 midterms. Politico, uh, here, let me quote Politico. Newsom wants the word to go forth. He's not going to challenge President Biden for the Democratic nomination in 2024. Uh, quote, I've told everyone in the White House, from the chief of staff to the first lady, he recounted uh, to the reporter over at Politico. Okay, folks, you know what this means? This means Gavin Newsom is going to run for president in 2024. Because guess what? Joe Biden is not going to run. He is not going to run. It's so funny how Joe Biden uh, is currently 80. He turned uh, 80 last weekend. Or was it this weekend? No, I think it was last weekend. Anyway, he recently turned 80. And he, he, uh, he's 80. He'll be, what, 82 when, um, 2003? Yeah, he'll be 82 when he's out of office. He runs again. Now, it's so funny how Elon Musk said he voted reluctantly for Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden is going to be 82 when he ends. But when asked about President Trump, he said, oh, I wouldn't vote for President I wouldn't vote for President Trump. President Trump is going to be 82 when when he finishes uh, his term if he wins in 2024. But he voted for Biden in 2020. Elon Musk is definitely a flawed character as we all are. Here's another person that you can bet putting their hat in for 2024, even though some people think it may be a senatorial run that he's doing. And that's Republican uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, who has filed paperwork with the FEC, the Federal Elections Commission, to create a political action committee to boost his national profile. Access reported yesterday that the governor initiated the process to create Hardworking Americans, Inc., which will allow the Republican to boost his national profile as a possible signal for a U.S. Senate run or even a 2024 run. Kemp's unique success defeating a Trump-backed opponent in a primary and a Democrat in a key battleground has made him something of a case study for Republicans. It's also paved the way for speculations about his future national ambitions. Brian Kemp, as I have outlined in our other show, uh, was very key in what happened in 2020, 2021, and 2022. Let's just say that uh, a great disservice has been done to the voters of Georgia. We'll just leave it at that. Okay, let's get into President Trump and President Trump revealing what really happened and the absolute uh, setup that I believe that President Trump, unfortunately, um, I don't know if it was a setup. Well, let, let me let me just play this for you. Let me play this for you. Okay. Uh, this is... Um, sorry, folks. This is live. This is what the pundits are now out there saying 
about uh, President Trump and his meeting with Kanye West, who, as reported here, President Trump said, I agreed to meet with uh, Kanye one-on-one. He brought someone else I didn't know uh, and don't know about. Okay? And he's clarified that. But before we get to there, they are making this an issue as always. 24 GOP. I semite. And so it's very troubling and it shouldn't happen. Semite. About uh, the party to meet a, a leader that's setting an example, sent them to prison. Sorry about that, folks. For some reason, as I had this queued up, it went back to the beginning. But this is um, outgoing Governor Asa Hutchinson, Republican uh, over in Arkansas. Once again, uh, congratulations to uh, the daughter of a very good governor of Arkansas, uh, Governor Huckabee, uh, his daughter, uh, former spokesperson or White House uh, press secretary for President Trump, uh, Huckabee Sanders uh, will be the next governor of Arkansas. But anyway, uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson, who's outgoing, was on CNN State of the Union. And this is the question of President Trump meeting with Kanye and Mr. Fuentes came up and this is what was discussed. And so, no, I don't think it's a good idea for a, a leader that's setting an example for the country or the party to meet with avowed uh, racist or anti-Semite. And so it's very troubling and it shouldn't happen. And uh, we need to avoid uh, those kinds of empowering the extremes. And when you meet with people, you empower. Okay. When you meet with people, you empower them. Especially when the leftists and the rhinos and everyone use this as an excuse to go after Trump. It doesn't matter what Trump does, right or wrong. They will always use it against him. And that's why I think President Trump should have not had the meeting with uh, Kanye West especially since Kanye is a promoter. He is a he knows how to uh, get propaganda, get attention or what have you. And given what uh, Kanye West is doing as of late, uh, what it was was guaranteed to generate negative press for President Trump. Perhaps a phone call would have been more appropriate. And that's what you have to avoid. You want to diminish their strength, not empower them. Stay away from it. Yeah, I agree. Stay away from them. Um, this is what President Trump said. This is what he put out on uh, Truth Social. So I help a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black, yay, Kanye West, who has been decimated in his business and virtually everything else and who has always been good to me by allowing his request for a meeting at Mar-a-Lago alone so that I can give him very much needed advice. He shows up with three people, two of which I didn't know, the other a political person who I haven't seen in years. I told him, don't run for office, a total waste of time, can't win, fake news went crazy. So President Trump says that he just, you know, Kanye West has been good to him. And we know one thing about President Trump is he values loyalty. So uh, Kanye West has been good to President Trump. He's promoted MAGA, even though he, he ran, you know, somewhat for president in 2020 against him. And President Trump didn't know that Kanye West was going to come up with a ridiculous notion of asking President Trump to be his vice president. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. And look. Think what you want about Kanye West. He's a little off, all right? But guess what? doesn't matter. This is uh, America. You can still say your opinions, whether they're popular or not. That's why we have freedom of speech, to protect against unpopular speech. Uh, for one, just so you know, I've had, I've had this. Uh, I've been of this opinion probably, I can tell you the first time I, vo I voiced this opinion was during the 2000 presidential uh, elections when people start talking a little bit more about 
hate speech. I don't know when hate speech law started, but I want to say it was around the uh, time of, hey, who really won Florida back in 2000? And uh, I want to say it was about that type of political climate. I go, hate speech is stupid. Free speech is free speech. And I still feel that way. Let the I, that marketplace of ideas show how ridiculous hate speech is. Uh, anyhow, so Kanye, he, he's, a, he's a different one. Uh, and President Trump saying he was trying to help this troubled man who had been good to him. Once again, showing President Trump is just a loyal guy. It doesn't matter what's happening to Kanye West. Kanye West has been a supporter and has been good to President Trump. President Trump said, hey, yeah, I'll take the meeting. And then he was uh, bum-rushed or sabotaged or uh, he was um, Trojan-horsed by Kanye West who brought in some other people that are... Uh, that are would bring him unnecessary and unwanted controversy. Now, going back to uh, Chuck Todd on Meet the Press, he had a representative James Comer. Of course, James Comer is going to be hearing a lot about him. You want to be familiar with him and his face. He's over the oversight, and he's the one who said that they're going to go after looking at the uh, at the Bidens. They are going to look at Joe Biden himself, and by going and looking at the laptop and uh, Hunter and what have you, uh, this is what he had to say. Uh, about this meeting. All right, before I let you go, uh, as a member of the Republican Party, Donald Trump, in many cases, is seen as the leader of the party. He was dining with uh, an, a known white supremacist and certainly somebody who traffics in anti-Semitic rhetoric, referring to, to Yee, formerly known as Kanye West, and this Nick Fuentes person. I'm just curious, uh, do you think it was a mistake for the former president to do that? Well, he certainly needs better judgment in who he dines with. I know that he's issued a statement and said he didn't know uh, who those people were. But at any rate, you know, my focus is going to be on uh, investigating the current administration. Thank you. Good answer. Yeah, I agree. I think that was a good answer. Hey, just be careful who he's dining with. But once again, it just shows you the loyalty of President Trump very clearly saying, hey, this is a perturbed man. Uh, he's been good to me. So he, he wanted to meet with me and I, uh, I agreed to that meeting. So what are your thoughts? Put it down below. Okay, folks. Um, there are thousands of migrants waiting in Mexico, literally waiting and camping out in Mexico from all over the world in Central America. They're camped out in, Me in Mexico waiting to rush the United States-Mexico border when Title 42, the public health authority, uh, which is used to quickly get the people out because of the virus and what have you, ends in a few weeks. And of course, this is uh, wanted by the Joe Biden administration. While Mayorkas sits there with a serious face and says, yes, we're protecting the border. And I bring this up right after Comer because they are going to. I honestly believe that this will be the first impeachment of a Democrat that we've seen. I think I think that the I think Congress. With their slim majority. Coming in January, I think the Republican Congress will be able to impeach Mayorkas. Of course, it'll be just like President Trump's impeachment. Uh, it will go nowhere in the Senate. There won't be a conviction, but I, but the impeachment itself, I believe, will happen of Alejandro Mayorkas. This month, a federal judge struck down Title 42, the Center for Disease uh, uh, CDC's authority to first first imposed by President Trump in 2020 to allow Border Patrol agents to quickly remove illegal aliens arriving at the southern border. Uh, as a result, reports indicate that tens of thousands of migrants are waiting in Juarez, Mexico, as well as Tijuana, Mexico, in camps for Title 42 to end in the coming weeks so they can get their chance to rush the southern border. 
By the way, 41% of small businesses can't pay the rent this month. Yep. Because, you know, 81 million people definitely wanted Joey in there so he can destroy the economy. Justin News reported on the latest numbers from small businesses. The results are terrible and getting worse. Here we go. More than 40% of U.S. small business owners said they couldn't pay rent on time or in full for the month of November, the highest this year. The Small Business Network Group, Alignable, released a survey which found that the hardship varies by industry. In notable 50% of beauty salons said they couldn't make rent, as well as 45% of gyms, 44% of retail, and 44% of restaurants. Making matters worse, this occurred during a quarter when more money should be coming in and rent delinquency rates should be decreasing. What's it going to look like in December? What's it going to look like at the beginning of next year? Who knows? But, you know, we just love Biden. He's the greatest president ever, and we can't wait for him to run again in 2024 because we're all too stupid. Oh, the economy's doing great. We just have to give it time for the great policies of Biden to work. And if you believe that, load of crap, continue to listen to my show so we can undo the brainwashing. Thanks for being here. Like, share, subscribe. Big hug to all of y'all. We will be back. Please make sure you check out our other show, BCP Unfiltered. The links to everything are down below.